Hey, you're listening to Blindsight. Let's go. Dental health isn't something to take lightly. It's time to fight. It's time to thrive. Let's do this. Welcome to Blindsight. I'm your host, Bill Lundgren, and it's a pleasure to have you on today. And with me will be our producer, Jonathan Price, and we'll be talking about what a lot of people do this uh, in the coming weeks, which is to develop some uh, shame about what went on in the last year and some creation of resolution to change behavior in the new year, which often disappears after a few weeks. And we'll talk about it and in terms of help you think about what it is you really want to do and how to be successful, I think. So, Jonathan, how are you, and how many resolutions have you made so far? <laughs> um, all of my resolutions I have already broken before the new year has begun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, in terms of uh, goal setting, Bill, I have a confession. I don't do goal setting. Okay. Um, and we'll we'll get into more of that, but sure. uh, I I do a little bit different uh, aspect. I I create words, or I have words that I try to um kind of focus on through my year, and right, okay. it, it kind of instead of I guess setting myself up for failure and disappointment, it's something that I'm continually growing in. So that's kind of. That's mm-hmm. kind of where I go for my resolutions. Yeah, would you be willing to share a word that you might consider? It's you know something you'll focus on in in uh, in a particular year. Oh yeah, absolutely. So this upcoming year for twenty twenty four, um, I've I've got three words that I'm focusing on, um, and the first one is pressure. Uh, when you think of pressure. You think of putting yourself through a lot of hard times and a lot of hard circumstances. And and while that is true, um, we don't like typically to have a lot of pressure in our lives. We we want to take things easy and we want to just kind of live our normal lives and daily right. lives and ho-hum. But I found that if I am under a lot more pressure, I usually rise to the occasion. And when you are able to rise to the occasion more often than not, those occasions that are difficult become very easy Uh, and you're able to push through harder and harder things. And you know, the only way to get a diamond is to pressurize coal and to put coal under extreme pressure. And Mm -hmm. so if you're constantly growing and you're shaping yourself and you're taking really hard looks in the mirror, then that's a really wonderful thing. So one of my words yeah. is pressure. pressure. And then okay. the next word I have is perseverance. And I like this word because it's, it's not a measurable word. I, I know people like to set goals. Like I want to lose 50 pounds or I want to, you know, eat healthier or do something like that. I, I, I want perseverance because every day, and I talked with my daughter with this last night, but every even every 15 minutes, if you can make a good decision and a value decision every 15 minutes, 
you're going to persevere. And before long, you're going to realize that when you take that one step walking, one step after another, one foot in front of the other, you will walk a mile. Then that mile becomes easier and you Mm -hmm. persevere and you keep going through the pressure situations and you keep pushing. And then my final word, it leads into, now I'm a, I'm a, uh, man of faith and I, I'm a, I'm a Christian and I, I love, um, my faith and that is my third word, faith. And because I'm going to have faith, not only in God, but I'm going to have faith that things are going to work out. And if I don't have faith that things are going to work out, then why am I persevering through anything? Why am I going under this extreme pressure to do something that I don't like? I'm going to take a hard look at myself in the mirror and realize that things are difficult. But if I have faith on the other side that I'm going to be a newer man, a better man, a stronger, more capable man in 2025, that's why. And so if I have faith to go through all of those situations and everything that I've already been through through 2023, I know that I'm going to be okay. So those are my three words going into 2024. Again, that's pressure, perseverance, and faith. And that's a good way to to frame what you're doing because you're not really uh, fixating on a particular thing or a uh, trying to change a something of yourself like your physical being. It's really right. paying attention to your emotional self and making yes. that your priority for this or any year. And that's mm-hmm. you know I think. That relates very much to what uh, I think people should be doing mm-hmm. in looking at, okay, resolutions or however you want to frame it. That is, okay, we have a tendency, being Americans, I think, to have certain goals and so forth that we set and mm-hmm. certain uh cause, effect, and results that we want to see at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is you're doing the same thing, but you're coming at it from an emotional sense. Very much. And saying, look, uh, my achievement of whatever goals I do have an emotional payoff that I need to pay attention to. And even the way that I do something, I have to pay attention to. Because that... that, uh, Word pressure mm-hmm. is something that has many, many different meanings. Yeah. Uh, one is very negative. Uh, yep. You know, we have too much pressure and we, yep. we try to respond to it. And the other is to say, yes, there has to be a certain amount of pressure for me to move forward. And all of that brings to one of the essential things I wanted to talk about, which is that before we make a resolution, or if, if we're in the process of making a specific resolution, we mm-hmm. want to do X, we have to sit down and really think it through. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Right. Uh, for example, you know, we talk about uh, losing a certain amount of, of, of weight. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we need to sit down and I recommend put, taking out a piece of paper and doing this, uh, this exercise 
in writing so you see what you what you're thinking is mm-hmm. so say i want to i want to lose x number of pounds mm-hmm. and i'm going to but you're going to have to say well why do i want to lose that right. what is the benefit to me what is the the reason that i'm willing to persevere mm-hmm. to uh give put pressure on myself to limit what for me may be very much a pleasure which is eating it's a pleasure mm-hmm. for a lot of people we had a program mm-hmm. about eating disorder yep. uh you know but why am i going to do what's going to be the benefit to me because you have to know what the benefit is and also what are the barriers to me uh to uh in meeting that goal mm. and the, the the thing is that what we're doing is bringing the intellect and the emotion together mm. that is okay specifically i want to lose this weight but i need to pay attention as you're doing right from the get-go yeah uh, taking a look at the emotional part what is that all about because there is a reason that you may need to understand why you eat the way you do mm-hmm. and what what's going to be the barrier to you actually achieving your goal yeah. and the other piece of it is of course uh, rather than pressuring yourself into trying to che- achieve mm-hmm. results in a hurry you have to kind of give yourself steps yeah. to achieve that resolution that goal during the course of whatever time you you set up for yourself they have to be achievable otherwise you'll get tired and say oh, i'm not going to put up with this nonsense right and so you put some pressure on yourself to be uh conscious of your eating but not enough pressure that says well by uh, a month from now, I will have lost 25 pounds unless it's medically important that mm-hmm. you do that. And you need to talk to your doctor if you're going to make a, a drastic change or if he's telling you, he or she is telling you to do that, then yeah. you might need to put more pressure on. But uh, don't, don't, don't say, I'm going to do it in 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 20 you know, in uh, 20 weeks, I'm going to lose 25 pounds and uh, come hell or high water because you're going to feel uh, deflated, uh, literally and, and yeah. figurative, at the end if you don't achieve it and you're going to give up. Mm-hmm. And the well, same thing, the same I, thing about working out. One of the things that always amused me when I belonged to health clubs or gyms or whatever. That mm-hmm. when you go to the gym in January, you have to line up to use the equipment. Mm-hmm. And then by March, there's hardly anybody there. Right. And that's what often happens. And that's why you need to set smaller goals. And, and each time you achieve a smaller goal towards a bigger one, and you have to lay out those goals, mm-hmm. then you can say, hey, you know, I'm making progress. I'm not there yet, but I'm... I'm doing it and congratulate yourself and support yourself, which then allows you to persevere. And you also, as as Jonathan was saying, you have to believe in yourself and believe in 
that if this goal is important, and you will have established that in the beginning before you even begin, but to say, because I believe in myself, I will achieve this. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have any of those things involved, then don't get started because it's not going to work. And you're going to feel, you know, like you're a failure. And that's what you absolutely do not want to do. Yeah, a couple things related to that. So there's a couple of different research studies out there. And this isn't to make anybody feel bad about going into their New Year's with with a specific goal, like target things. But it's just something to be aware of, which is part of the reason why I changed my mm-hmm. um, resolutions to words and not goals. So um, the about 43% of people – they expect to give up on their goal after just a month. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. then the research shows that New Year's resolutions are uh, – 95% of them are fitness-related, but that just after three months, only 10% of people are still on their right. uh, correct track. And so not only is that deflating by the time March comes around, but then you're trying to scramble, trying to figure out, okay, well, now what am I going to do with my life? And yeah. You know, I'm all for goal setting, but the right type of goal setting and in the right context. Like if we'll just go to weight because that's that's a big thing that people tend to. I mean, 95 percent of us want to lose weight in the new year. And, you know, only 10 percent of us by the time March comes around are still trying to do it. But what you can do is say, I want I want to go to a doctor and I'm going to get a medical workup done and they're going to tell me, hey, you need to lose X amount of weight or you need to do this to get your iron count right, your hormones right, you're that. This right. is a journey starter. This is a step in your journey to be healthy instead of lose 25 pounds. You may not need to lose 25 pounds. You may not need to lose any weight, but you could have something medically wrong where you right. get a diagnosis of diabetes and you're like, oh my goodness, I need to change my eating habits. Or something like that. And then what's mm-hmm. exciting is when you set – I don't like to call it goal setting, to be perfectly honest. I like to call it um, – oh, shoot uh, – strategic planning where you say, okay, I have these things that I would like to you know, try to do. And so then you take that step. We'll just say 25 pounds. And we work backwards. The first thing is to go get a medical workup. Then the second thing is maybe I get a gym membership or maybe I start eating right. Maybe I start even instead of going to McDonald's or Starbucks every morning, I go and get fruit and get an apple or an orange or I make my own eggs or, you know, that kind of stuff. I wake up a little bit earlier. I'm mindful about the things that I'm doing. The reason that I choose words over actionable goals is because it is a mental mindset and a mental makeup that if I say yes to pressure, it's good pressure. If I say no to pressure, I'm running away from something, and that's something that I have to be aware of. If I'm going to persevere, I have to ask a yes or no question. Am I going to keep doing this? Am I going to push towards this goal that I know that I can keep going or can I that I can achieve? The answer is yes then I'm going to have an easier time pushing through and persevering. Right. And if I say no, then that in myself should be a huge red flag as to, is this even a goal worth having? 
or am I going to persevere? And am I, if I say no, am I running away from, you know, something that's hard? Am I right. running away from a bad conversation? And so exactly. the, the reason I choose words is because it's character building. It's um, emotionally uh, strengthening my life. And I would, when you put yourself and your body under pressure or mm-hmm. perseverance, those things can be applied to weight loss, to food, to eating, to relationships, to, you know, parenting, to all work, business life, all of it, that right. it hits every single category. And so I try not to make those specific goals and resolutions. Of course, I want to eat healthier. I want to be a better dad and all those things. But none of that's going to happen if I do not focus on things that are going to change my character and my mindset first. And what you're saying is that we really have to define, you know, what works best for us in terms of achieving uh, what it is we're looking for. Now, you use words, and uh, uh, I think that's uh, one way to do it. Another way, some people are much more concrete, so they need to say, well, I need to see some measurable X, Y, Z, but everything you're saying relates to it. It's just that when we uh, try to set up what we're going to do for the coming year, we don't do all that homework mm-hmm. that you're suggesting, and that's where we run into trouble. That's yeah. why at the end of three months, nobody's at the gym because they haven't really sat down and thought through what are they doing, what is the purpose, what's going to keep me from doing this. X, well, it's y, because Z. they it's because they made resolutions on New Year's morning at twelve oh one a.m. and they're drunk off their off their rocker right and then they forget exactly. the next day what they resolution well, now what i what i will say in, in my defense i don't make resolutions but just uh last week i i need there were so many things going on for me i put them down mm. on a to-do list and yeah. i'm great at to-do list i think the advantage of a to-do list is that you can spend a whole day doing it, and then at the end of the day, you don't have any time to do it, but you can be satisfied that you did something, which is not a good way to think. But uh, the the point is, once you do the to-do list, everybody stops there. Mm -hmm. And what I have to do is then what a lot of uh, efficiency experts do, is they say, now you have to go through that to-do list and take what is A, what is really important, must mm-hmm. be done. B, what is, if if A is done, we have time to do this. Mm-hmm. And C, well, you know, if, if there is time. Right. But the point is you then narrow it down because a lot, you know, you just had three words. Mm-hmm. And someone who's in the language would probably come up with 25 words they're going to yep. try to use and in the year, and that mm-hmm. just doesn't work because it's no. too much there. But if you focus on three things or three words or, th- you know, just a small, uh, even just one thing, you're ahead of the game because you're kind of focusing your energy in where you want it to be. And it's so hard to ignore something when it's just one or two 
as opposed to saying, well, I'm taking care of 25 different things this year. Well, it's easier to keep those things top of mind. Right. You've got enough brain capacity to be able to solve whatever goal or to accomplish whatever goal or to focus on that particular word. And it's situation-based rather than going out and – you know, trying to accomplish something. I right, like your, right. I like your to-do list. I like the task lists. Um, I'm the same way. I've got to write out those tasks, and they're they get prioritized into A, B, and C categories, just like you were saying. And if I don't do that, at least in my job, then I know right. things are going to get dropped and things are going to get put dropped. on the back burner. And that's a no, that's a no-win situation for a lot of people, especially you. You listeners. got it. You got it. And so that what we have to do, whether whether we're talking about a year-long goal or whatever, simplify, 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 mm-hmm. because then you have some clarity about what you're doing. And I know we can find lots of lots of priorities, lots of goals that we can set for ourselves to make ourselves perfect and earn angel wings and halos and all that, but that just doesn't work. But if we say, okay, I'm making this a priority in my mindset or a couple things in my priority in our mindset, then anything else can be considered clutter. And say, I, you know, once I get these two things taken care of, then I can move on to B, which is the, you know, the other things that came to me that I, I need to focus on. Right. You know, it's like if I were doing, uh, three or four podcasts, mm-hmm. that's more than anybody, you know, I know people do that, and that would make me a little nuts, because I <laughs> wouldn't know what I'm doing from time to time. I, you know, just a couple things, and focus on that, and that's what the to-do list helps me do, to kind of mm-hmm. keep focus, and to, even to the point where I say, look, the thing that's going to enable me to do this is to set aside uh, let's say two hours a day or, you know, some kind of limited time where I'm going to focus. If it's something that you can focus that way, say from this time to this time, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and make a, a routine of it to the success. It's like, again, we're talking about physical activity. Uh, I, with much resistance, I've started uh, several years ago to put in a half hour of stretching exercise every mm-hmm. morning. I was yeah. real resistant until I decided, okay, look, I've got to make my morning routine. Mm-hmm. So I get up in the morning, get a coffee and a bite to eat, take the dog out, brush him, and then do exercises. Mm-hmm. And I don't do anything else until I get the exercises done. And I don't shift that because as yeah. soon as I shift the routine, I just oh everything gets out of whack. Yeah, everything gets out of whack. I don't come back to it. I notice you know well I'll do it this afternoon. It doesn't happen. Yeah. So I make a commitment, and then uh, and and I recently learned of a new ex- you know what AARP had something saying that. Uh, squats are really, if you don't do any other exercise, it's something you should do. So I, you know, I've decided, okay, I'll try it out for a while. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing. If we set a goal or whatever, and we find it's really impossible to do, then we 
say, okay, it's not the, this is not the right time. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, there's some other things I want to focus on. I think I can achieve with better results. Mm-hmm. With, with the squ- squats, I include it in the stretching, but I have to even include it in, maybe I'm a little uh, obsessive compulsive, but mm-hmm. it's, li- it's nice to have it in an order. Yeah. So I always know, oh, I got took care of that because that was before X, Y, Z. And that that way it becomes a routine and I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But I make sure that I have that included, but I know there are very good reasons for me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I also started with just one or two squats to see how it affected me. And I've moved yeah. up now after a couple of weeks to uh, 10 to 15. And I know that I can achieve them and I don't feel a failure which would come if I had decided to do 25 squats the first time mm-hmm. because my my legs weren't used to it. Yeah. But that's what we do so often. Even with the, you know, with a workout routine, we have to do the whole thing and our bodies aren't ready for it. And then we say, then we give up because we hurt too much. Right. And it's that kind of, of sabotage that we don't even realize what we're doing. So... I guess in many ways, we're in, you and I are, are both on the same page. We're encouraging people to use their brains first <laughs> and think about what they're doing and how yes. they're going to achieve it and what's going to be in the way. Yes. And for you, and uh, hopefully for a lot of people, a word is a way to keep you focused. Mm-hmm. And also, you're not trying to sabotage yourself by saying, I have to do X number of things uh, in a certain period of time. You're keeping the framework. As long as I'm operating in this framework, I can achieve whatever it is that I want to achieve. And you feel better for it, I'm assuming. Well, yeah. And I want to add one final thing. When you set lofty goals or goals that have really no direction or they're really vague, they tend to fail very easily. And one of the reasons is because we as a society, as a person, as usually as a whole, we want to do things with a spirit of excellence. We want to do something that we can be proud of, that we can do to completion. And it gives us that dopamine hit where we're like, Oh, I did something really good. I'm going to do that again tomorrow because it felt good. And you, you get this inner confidence and this inner peace as well about doing something with excellence. And when you don't do something with excellence, you become frustrated and aggravated. And it's another mind shift thing that you have to say, well, I, I didn't hit that goal yesterday. Why didn't I hit that goal? Well, I was sick. Okay, I'm going to get healed up. I'm going to get healthy and then I'm going to try it again. And there's no there's no shame in restarting your goal in a week, in two weeks, in three months, in six months. There's no shame in restarting your goal on December 25th, six days before the year's over. Yeah. Right. There's no shame in that because a goal is designed to give you a better life, not to accomplish something within a year. Exactly. But the other thing, too, is that's one of the advantages of starting very slowly. Yeah. If you have something that's repetitious. 
Yes. To just say, I'll do two or three to see how that is for me. And, and because then you say, oh, I did three. Next time I'll do four. And it's that challenge that enables you to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to move forward because you, you're paying attention to what you're doing, which is what you weren't doing before. Yeah. And sometimes it even helps, uh, though, you know, can be tricky be, depending on who. If you can share what you're trying to do with someone you're close to and you trust, mm-hmm. that person can cheer you on. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with getting uh, a cheering set. Uh, Not section. only a cheering section, but somebody who's going to help you keep accountable. Right, right. And that's the other part, to be accountable. Say, and, you know, it's like anything that you choose to do. You know, I know, uh, I find it hard to believe that uh, we've completed a year of podcast because it was one yep. podcast at a time. Mm-hmm. And it varied. And, and I also have, uh, you know, my iPhone gets a message from you. Hey, here's, you know... Here it is. That holds me accountable. Yeah, it does. And so by that, uh, you know, and I remind you, and, and I hold you you accountable. Absolutely. So we work together, mm-hmm. and that really, uh, you know, we talk about loneliness and things like that. To have that kind of sharing of yourself with somebody that you're trying to achieve somebody, uh, some goal or something, mm-hmm. and you have somebody who helps to cheer you, there's a lot to be said for that. As long as they're supportive in that way. Absolutely. Well, this has been a fun show, Bill. Any final words? Final word. Uh, I think that uh, you, you, the audience, is going to have to pick the final word for for yourselves. What's going to be the, your word for the coming year, if that's helpful to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that the more you think about what you're doing and then be able to plan and feel like yeah, you're really putting some effort in, it's going to pay off. Yeah. And I hope that there'll be a lot of payoffs in the coming year for anyone who's listening to us. This is Bill Lundgren with producer uh, Jonathan Price. Uh, Jonathan, you want to give our uh, listeners the information about getting in touch with us? Yeah, so you can reach us on email at feedback at aftersight.org. But then the phone number is 720-712-8856. So if you have any questions for myself, Bill Lundgren, or any of our other amazing hosts, feel free to call that line. Your voice may get featured on air and we'll answer your question in one of our shows. So don't be afraid to ask some of us our, or some of the, us the questions that you have that are, are kind of burying deep in your mind and you you need answers too so it'd be fun to hear from you take care